What does being mean? I woke up early this morning, and by early this morning, I mean like two or three in the morning. I'd been feeling and having some trouble sleeping, and I woke up this morning with this message in my heart for myself and it was like my subconscious getting that download to tell me what it was I was looking for and the message was let go and letting go and being have been the two most challenging parts of my life. And this pay it forward. It's a permission slip. It's a permission slip for you and I to stop doing and start being. So Welcome you guys back to Pay It Forward. You guys pretty much know my intro, but in the event that you don't, maybe I'll say it at the end, but today's not one of those days. Today is a personal day for you and I. But in case you don't know who I am, my name is Brandon Wade, and this is my platform. This is an important message for you and me. Being is going to take precedence over doing. And the most valuable thing we can do for ourselves is to not do it all. Is to be. When I woke up this morning and I say I got that message in my spirit about just being. Being was not something that was very safe in my immediate family to do. You know, I you can see how quickly I say do because do doing has been a part of my programming for a long time. You are loved based upon what you do, or at least that's what my programming told me. You are loved based upon your performance, or that's what my program told me. You are loved based on your rate of continuous performance. At least, that's what my programming has been telling me. I've been... Even looking at this, like, and in the way that I've been talking, because I was just about to say I've been doing, I've been doing, I've been doing. And doing has been the way that I have defined myself. What have you done? What have you done? What have you done? What do you do? What do you do? My actions, my beliefs, so many of these things have been defined 
for these past years prior to this point based upon my doing, my ability to do, my ability to speak, my ability to communicate, my ability to do a certain something. How competent are you in doing this? How can you continue to have peak performance? And if you are not performing correctly, what do we need to do to make sure that you do that? I just had a conversation with a friend of mine. She invited me on her podcast, so look out for it. It's uh, called Be Bold, Begin. And uh, Christina Barsty, she is a friend of mine, and we've developed a friendship over the years. And a lot of times we just get on really personal topics. Um, uh, we we talk a lot about you know feelings. We talk a lot about um, application of what is what does it mean for us to be people and we've had some really fantastic personal conversations and so we got to get on her podcast and she invited me on so we could just talk about authenticity and it's funny because that day particularly I was thinking about the idea of being when I went before God today and it sounds it sounds more humble than it is but when I went before God today uh I just got the impression that it's coming to a point in my life that doing is going to take a backseat to being. And maybe that's just a thing in the collective that we've been doing for so long because that's what we know. Um, Doing is a masculine action. Doing involves completing tasks, uh, going one, two, three, four, five. It's linear to do means point A, point B. It means to start and finish. And that's a masculine action. I am of the belief that we have both masculine and feminine energies. I mean, even um, biblically speaking, if you think according to Adam and Eve, um, Adam was first and Eve was created out of Adam's rib. So at one point, Adam had literally the masculine and the feminine in him at the same time. So... We all, I believe, have a portion of masculine and feminine energies, but we live in a world and we've lived in a world that is changing now, but it is a world that has always prized masculinity, even if masculinity is toxic and masculinity's primary primary goal is to do. So the first thing that you hear, or at least I've heard in certain places is what do you do? People want to know what you're up to. They want to know what you're thinking about. What, what task are you accomplishing? And when you say, I am, what am I learning to be? Who am I? As opposed to what am I? It oftentimes can cause trauma to be brought up. You can have um, people not really know how to receive you when you say, I am being and I am not doing. And that was before Christina and I had had this talk and even after we'd had this talk, it was a really good, um, really awesome moment between us. And as I was continuing, there were some personal things I'd wanted to do. And I was like, let me, let me see how I can do this here. I want to make sure I do this here. I want to make sure I do this here. And I had started to feel anxious and stressed. And when I know I'm not really being in my most authentic self, I start feeling trapped. Like I don't feel light. I don't feel free. I don't feel, I I feel confined. I start feeling like, like almost like a, 
a, a sour taste in my mouth. Like I feel stressed, like my mouth almost starts tingling and vibrating. And I just, I start feeling stressed in my body. And that's like a part of my energy saying, hey, 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 I, I need you to feel. I need you to be present right now. I need you to be, I need you to be. And as I've mentioned before in my life, and I can for sure say that this most likely happens in the black community is that we know how to do because that's what we were taught. Doing involves survival. The first thing that most of us were taught, especially in our black families, was how to survive. That was the primary lesson my dad wanted me to learn. That was even an important lesson my mom wanted me to learn. They were concerned with my ability to survive over anything else. Now, I've been fortunate enough to be able to have parents that encouraged other creative parts of my life. But doing was always more important than being. And they taught me that because that's what they knew. And now I am exploring what it means to be and not just what it is to do. And it is a uncomfortably freeing and terrifying experience. Um, so today, as I was sitting with myself and I was thinking about uh, what what ways I wanted to do things, there were some things I wanted to do with my mom and... I was feeling like I needed to put pressure on the situation because I was like, I need to get this done. I need to get this done. I need to do, 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 do. I need to do. And I read this post from this gentleman who I um, will most likely have on the show. Uh, his name is Jake Woodard. And he talks about um, balancing masculine and feminine energies, you know, spiritual things, God, the universe, all that stuff. And he talks about... Um, surrendering the idea of surrendering and allowing and trusting, you know, whatever your faith is to that you are being divinely placed and divinely guided. And that whatever you're doing at the moment is what you need to be doing and nourishing that part of you that involves doing these elements deal with the feminine side. And recently I've been thinking and feeling about the masculine and feminine side. And the feminine is very different from the masculine in that it doesn't want us to do. It wants us to be. And the feminine does not want to be rationalized. It does not want to be contained. It does not want to be controlled. It, it wants to exist. And when we have a balance between the two, then we are able to have that synergy in life that regardless of our ebbs and flows of life, that we continue to have a high quality of life. And a lot of us, especially for my black folks in the community, have experienced either toxic femininity or toxic masculinity. And in most cases, we've experienced very high doses of toxic masculinity, which means, hey, big boys don't cry. And even beyond big boys don't cry, don't cry at all. I literally can remember my dad once telling me as a five-year-old, why are you crying? No one is going to listen to you. He said, dude, don't even waste your time crying. And that was a very toxic masculine thing to say. My dad was very, very toxic masculine. He was often very misogynist. Um, he did not respect women. He thought women were weak. And he felt that that was something that I needed to believe was that women were weak. And my mom was not weak, 
but she was not operating in her own strength. And she oftentimes would emotionally abandon both myself and my dad. And I always felt that it was something personal. So I've been on this journey lately to forgive my mom. Because, you know, what I experienced from her was something I felt that it was deeply personal. And even though we've talked about it, we've gotten a lot of forgiveness around it, it still hurts. I've even had some friends, as well-meaning as they have been, that have encouraged me, you know, hey, don't don't speak those things, you know. You know, you don't want to, you know, you don't want to just keep the wound open. And I agree that there's a validity in that. However, I realize that that is a primarily masculine way of thinking. When you see a problem, fix the problem. Feminine energy does not operate like that. Feminine energy says, I want to exist. I want to be seen and heard. And that is what is most important. And it seems like right now, not just I, but the world is in this shift of becoming feminine and leaning towards feminine energy. And it's because there's been an out of balance of masculine. And so there's been a lot of people that have, we, we, we live in a masculine dominated culture. It tells women, get your stuff together and behave like a man in order to succeed. And put on your masculine energy, make decisions like men, you know, be competent like a man. And, and it's not even so much like a man, but it's, it's, it's the masculine energy that says you need to do that. And I can, can't imagine that if some people have feminine roots that they feel, oh, they feel constrained, they feel trapped, they do not feel safe, they do not feel um, valued. And I feel like God is switching people to take up the original gender roles and I mean that in a balanced way that people can embody both parts of themselves and as they know themselves people are able to connect with each other in a genuine place as Jake Woodard talks about the sacred masculine or the sacred feminine and I'm like one of those people is like hey, regardless of you know your spiritual or faith beliefs I think that there are some 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 active principles that can be applied wherever it is you are. So what does that mean to me? Um, I was taught masculinity. Masculinity is the most important thing you can have. You know, even whether my dad said that or not, that was the main message that he always gave me. Masculine is important. And it was masculine to the point of toxic, meaning we don't talk about, we don't, we don't address feelings. The only feelings we address are anger uh, sometimes sadness and most of the time like a bland happiness. If you're not like blandly happy, if you're overexcited, that's bad. My dad would oftentimes tell me, hey boy, stop being so excited, you know, just settle down. You know, if I was, I was happy, he's, hey, hey, settle down, boy. And he didn't know how to regulate and process his own feelings. And neither of my parents knew how to do that. And I am making this space for all of us to honor the hurt that we have experienced in our lives. Because when we do that, we oftentimes open up the door for that pain to be released. And I have been guilty and even of having company that has been guilty along with me of saying, hey, we don't worry about honoring that stuff. We talk about it and we give it to God and then God deals with it. 
And sometimes there are valuable lessons in the middle of whatever pain or whatever experience we are feeling. And when we honor that, we can find what it is that God is really trying to show us. And then as we release and let those things go, they truly are let go. I watched men in my life struggle with saying that they let things go. And then I would see that truly they hadn't let them go. Um, that was one of the struggles that I watched. Uh, my spiritual mentor, who I said recently passed away, is he talked often about, you know, he talked about anxiety as if anxiety was your enemy. You know, he said, hey, you know, that's the devil. You know, you, you don't, you know, anxiety, you know, son, anxiety is the devil. And it wasn't. Anxiety was his body trying to let him know that he had not let certain things go in his life. And there were many things he said, oh, I don't even worry about that no more. I've forgiven it. Masculine, masculine energy, masculine energy that says, hey, we, I fixed the problem. So masculine energy says that if you are feeling something, do something proactive to fix it. So if I'm feeling sad, pray. If I'm feeling sad, laugh. If I'm feeling sad, stop feeling sad. If I'm feeling sad, distract myself. That's a masculine solution. And you even see this disconnect in relationships like the, as you'd say, as, as people have said in gender roles, um, toxic gender roles, the woman feels, the man thinks, the woman wants the man to understand how she's feeling, but there's no way that a man could possibly understand how a woman is feeling because she's a woman. And the reality is, is that's a masculine answer. Um, I don't have a solution for this. Therefore, I am unable to connect with it. And the feminine in all of us just wants to exist. It wants to be allowed. It wants to be seen. It wants to be heard. And in me, I feel that I've been able to get more in touch with those parts of myself that are feminine and say, I want to be seen. I want to be heard. And it's an internal process. So mostly it's been work around, all right, I need to forgive. I want to forgive my mom. And even when people talk about forgive, let go, forgive, let go. Forgiveness is a process. Forgiveness is a genuine process. There are steps you can take that are masculine-like steps to allow yourselves the container and the space to forgive. And I think the masculine really is, the true masculine is a safe container for whatever feminine energy is there. And the more as men we're able to have that container for our own space, the more we're able to make space for other people to have their own experiences around us. So many of us are just having experiences and deep down, we're just saying, I hope this person sees me. I hope this person hears me. I hope this person loves me. And we don't realize sometimes that the wounded part of our feminine energy is making decisions for us because we're ignoring it. We're saying, hey, look, I'm going to go on and just laugh. You know, my, 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 my spiritual mentor would say that all the time. He'd say, son, sometimes you got to laugh to keep from crying. He said that all the time. And I would wonder... But maybe your, your, your heart is telling you that you need to cry. You know, 
in my in 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 the work that I've been doing um in my personal relationship and my relationship with God has been like okay if I feel uncomfortable then let me bring that too if I feel that I need to cry bring that too if I feel that I need to just sit there and stare bring that too if I feel that I need to bang on something bring that too but bring all of it and opening myself up to being has been one of the most frightening and most exhilarating things that I feel I've experienced recently. But as of like this morning, I got up and it was just like, let go, let go, let go, let go, let go. And what it made me feel of and think of was in the Bible where Jesus was um, trying to heal his people and he went back to his hometown and the people were like, Bro, you're not God, bro. You you Mary's son. You know, you Joseph's son. Like, we know you. And because they were unable to let go of their perception of who he was, he said, man, I can't do anything here. You know, because you guys are, you guys believe so hard that I can't do anything, that it can't be done, that I literally can't do anything. And I just think that in our experiences and in my experience about having masculine and feminine energies, the feminine part of me, the part of me in wholeness that allows myself to be connected to God, that allows myself to be connected, that genuine, authentic connection that I'm looking for in my connection with him is blocked when I'm repressing that part of myself that says, no, no, that says, I want to feel, I want to be seen, I want to be heard, I want to exist. And... The masculine part of me is like, no, 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 no. It's not safe to do that. It's not safe to do that. It's not safe to do that. And it's only saying that because at a certain point, it remembered that it wasn't safe to do that. My subconscious and unconscious was like, hey, no, no, no. Feeling gets you rejected. That was something that I experienced. Feeling got me rejected. If I felt anything other than anger or rage or bland happiness... It was going to be some form of rejection. If I'm my face with you, my dad would say, why, why are you so frowned up? And his words were, he, he, he was not able to regulate his own feelings. And that hurts. That hurt. That hurts. And I have felt recently that I have looked at some of the friendships and things that I've had and I've been like let me try to fix them because if I fix them then I can have permission to be myself and that is doing because I know it as an action it's a masculine solution if you see a problem that you feel you have fix the problem to be means to allow, means to exist, means to accept, even if you don't understand. It doesn't mean to, it means to, it means to accept, it means to accept that part of us. And before I got on this call, I was saying to myself, I give myself permission to honor my hurt. I give myself permission to honor my hurt. I give myself permission to honor my hurt. And that's an uncomfortable feeling because 
some of the, and I've used, and honestly, I've used it as an excuse before that some of the circles that I've run in have said, Hey, you know, we don't, we don't want to talk about that. You know, we, 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 you know, we want to call those things that are not as though they are. And there is an element of faith to that, but sometimes there is a genuine lesson in the present. There is a genuine thing that God is trying to do in us. And sometimes we skip over that because we want to get to, as you'd say, the good part. And we, we want to fix the problem. And that I really believe that comes from an imbalance of masculinity because we were taught, and especially in the black community, that if you see a problem, the best thing you can do is fix the problem. You don't take time to feel because if you take time to feel, you're not going to be able to survive. And surviving and living are two completely different things. Survival is based off of one entirely different set of rules, mentalities, and it is 100% effective in keeping us alive. But it is almost 0% effective in actually allowing you to experience life. Survival mechanisms and defense mechanisms will make sure that you eat every day, will make sure that you are able to exist every day, will make sure that you have basic needs and necessities, will even make sure that you are able to kind of function in a sort of high-functioning manner. But it will not allow you to experience the vibrancy of a good laugh. It will not allow you to experience the cleansing feelings of being able to cry. It will not allow you to experience the peace of being held. It will not allow you to experience the peace of being a piece of being accepted. It will not allow you really to open yourself up to love because survival says doing and, and, and the masculine says it's okay that I don't feel that I am lonely, that I am sad, that I am in pain as long as I am safe. A survival instinct cares nothing about anything other than us surviving. All it cares about is, is Brandon alive? Is Brandon able, is Brandon's body able to function? Can Brandon think? That's all it cares about. Are things familiar? That's what it feels the most safe in. But things that are as vibrant as love oftentimes aren't familiar. And so for me, I've been just, just allowing allowing myself to feel and to surrender and the more that I surrender the the lighter I feel the the more expansive I feel the more I feel like I'm not condensed I feel like myself and when I feel like myself I feel the most connected to God because then it's I'm open for God to do whatever he wants to do with me. I'm open to him doing whatever it is that is there. I'm open to him bringing out the parts of me that I did not was not aware of. And that I really believe is a distinctly feminine energy. Existing, being creative, uh, flowing, nurturing, loving, healing. Those are those are feminine traits. And we have lived in a world that is, again, been dominated by the idea that masculinity is the most important element, even when it's toxic. So this has been a wake up 
um, emotionally for me because the first thing that I wanted to do was, as I just said, let me find out steps that I can take that are linear. Let me find out what steps can I take in order to think, think this through. And what is most important to me and my probably in my body is let me acknowledge, let me honor, let me be. And I just, I felt myself being like, let me be, let me be whatever is in me. Let it exist. Let it be, let it be. And at the appointed time, it will flow right on out. There have been some people that I've forgiven and I know that I've forgiven them. But if you ask me how I did, I honestly couldn't tell you. I just know that when I look at them and I think about them, I don't really feel like a, an anger or a resentment. I don't feel a numbness. I just feel like they're people. And I can't tell you how. I just know that one time I just was like, yeah, you know what? I'm ready to let that go. And then I was. And one of the things that um, uh, Jake Woodard had talked about was feeling and not forcing timing. And he said that, you know, like when you have wounded wounds in your masculine, you try to, you try to control everything. You want to control people's perceptions. You want to control what you think about yourself. You want to control uh, how things work when they work. And the last couple of days, I know I had been feeling just like, I need to control everything. I need everything to be under my control. And if it's not, it was just bringing up this deep, deep, deep sense of shame, anxiety, like what is wrong with you? Fix it, fix it, fix it. And that was the wounded part of me coming up and saying, I want you to honor me. That was the feminine part showing up and saying, let me heal you. Let us join together. Let us be connected. I want to be a part of you and my wounded masculine saying, stop making me feel things I don't want to feel. That is the dichotomy I think that we have between the whole masculine feminine thing. It's like, bro, stop making me feel things I don't want to feel. I want to just feel blandly happy and you want me to feel terror. You want me to feel stress and I don't want to feel that. Because if I feel that, I won't be loved. That is what my heart, that's what is my, no, my, my ego state was saying was, I just want to be loved and to be loved, you must perform. And if I am performing at a certain level, then I know that I can be loved. And my, my, my other, my feminine side was like, Brandon, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be, I want to be. And as a man, as a black man, we have experienced oftentimes the world telling us stop, stop feeling. If you upset about racism, stop being upset about it, stop feeling. And it is a dichotomy again of the world's masculine that's wounded versus the world's feminine saying, hey, I want to heal. And the world's masculine saying, Stop making me feel things I don't want to feel. So as a black man, the best thing I can do is that one step at a time, continue to work on myself, 
continue to allow myself to feel, even if my feeling does not always make sense to those around me. And to allow myself permission. And so I wanted to gift that to you, whether regardless of your race, your creed, your gender, your religion, whomever you are, whoever you are, this is your permission slip. Feel. You have been given today permission to be. Be. To be in all areas and aspects of your life. To be. So if at that moment, that means that you are in a survival state, you, 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 you feel that you can't, you are given permission to feel that you can't. And you are also given permission to feel that you can and to choose to do that. You are given a choice. And that's one thing I want to touch on in survival instinct. You don't feel that you have a choice. My spiritual mentor would say that all the time. I had to do this. I didn't have a choice. You know, I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. I didn't have a choice. And he just firm fundamentally believed he did not have a choice in certain things. And he did. I do. We all have choices. And our masculine side says, decide, figure it out, think, do. And there's an integration in my feminine side that's coming out that says, be, love, allow. And even in the Bible, I feel like the Lord said, love those like love my people like I love like like love like I love the church. In order for Jesus to do what he did, I believe that he had to be and not just do. We focus on the things and deeds that he accomplished, but I really believe he was only able to accomplish those deeds because he was. And he oftentimes made reference to being as opposed to doing. He did not do Jesus, he was Jesus. And in any element of our lives, being ourselves is starting to take precedent over just doing what we think is self. And we, myself, we have been experiencing this shift of acceptance of will I accept, will I accept, will I allow, will I be, or will I do? And one cool thing, because um, Jake Woodard talked about the idea of love, and how we don't accept love, but we say, I want love. I want, you know, a, a partner to love and cherish and be romantic with and all these things. But those things require us to allow ourselves to be loved and to allow ourselves to be loved is to be vulnerable. And to be vulnerable is to allow yourself to possibly, possibly experience pain And sometimes we don't know how to do that because 
we didn't have condition we had un- we didn't have unconditional love maybe from our parents. I can say that there were many things my dad did stably, but one of the things he was not stable in and neither was my mom were their emotions. They were not able to regulate their feelings at all. And my mom, when she had problems, she detached. And that hurts. My dad, when he was unable to deal with his problems, he also detached. And that hurts. And. And. It is being healed. It's honoring both parts of ourselves. The part that prophetically knows it has already been healed. The part that practically is still in the process of being healed. That part that um, in the past tense is still hurt and hurting. Believe that there is a very powerful thing in calling things that are not as though they are. I believe there is also a very powerful part in allowing things to be until you've come to the point that they are not anymore. One of the great things I've learned about actual manifestation is that it takes healing. It takes faith. And faith itself is an element of feeling. It involves the feminine energy of healing and feeling. It involves the the, the, the feminine perspective of existing and being. It involves these things. And you you may see where sometimes it seems like people are they have faith over things and those things don't happen. And I feel that a lot of times it is because that person may be out of touch, maybe not by their fault, but out of touch with what they are actually feeling about what it is that they desire. So in short, man, I feel like God's been trying to teach me to feel And like today, as I said, I woke up and the message was just let go, let go, let go. And it wasn't let go of the pain. It was let go of the control of feeling like you need to manage and surrender to what is you're experiencing in your body and trust that just as it's going through you, that it is going to leave you because that pain those experiences are just meant to flow through our bodies we're meant to feel and it doesn't mean that we are to be ruled we are going to be ruled by our feelings but the more we feel in our feminine the more balanced and healthy our masculine is i don't feel that being in touch with my feelings makes me any less of a man i really feel that it makes me more of one i feel more stable i feel more grounded And my life reflects that. And when I'm out of balance or feel out of balance in that area, I feel very chaotic. I feel very suspicious. And that is my feelings and my my feminine trying to say, Brandon, I really, really want to be right now. So this is your permission slip, especially if you're part of the black community, because I know ain't nobody gave us permission to do it. You know, you might have family that don't give you permission to do something that says, hey, 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 you can't do that. And my experience is, um, as they have been real, they are real. And I know my experiences have probably been duplicated 
by many other families. So this is y'all permission slip. You can be. That is a new and profound and quite uncomfortable experience. You can be. You you can be told. We can be told all of our lives. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. I'm good enough. You can verbally be told that until you're blue in the face. But if you're. If our sides, when our sides are not in touch with those part of us that say, I want to be. And we're not allowing ourselves to be. It doesn't matter whether you feel that way, if you think that way. If you don't feel that way, it's going to always cause a conflict. And you are. We are good enough. We are worthy of love. We are worthy of of being loved. We are worthy of being accepted. And this is this is the message. This is it. This is a permission slip. This is your permission slip that you can feel. You can feel in public. You can feel in private. You can feel. And I believe that the more that we allow ourselves to feel the more as we come in balance, the less we will feel the need to feel that we have to express our feelings through unregulated actions. You know, when, when someone punches a wall, which I have done before, when someone punches a wall, they're not punching the wall because they want to hit the wall. They're punching the wall because there's a part of them that feels deeply repressed and, and, and says, you don't see and you don't hear me, so I'm going to make you. And the more we allow our feelings to flow through our bodies and process the fact that we were meant to live vibrant lives and vibrant means experiencing everything that means experiencing emotion that means experiencing at least every emotional thing on the planet. So that means experiencing what it feels like to experience all of those things. So great elation. That means sometimes experiencing moments of great melancholy. That means experiencing moments of all types of things, but not according to chaotic patterns, just the fact that we as people have emotional experiences and it is a journey of healing. It's a chance to address trauma because usually our biggest emotions are usually triggers from something that happened at some point in our past. And we all have trauma of a certain type, regardless of your race, you all have trauma of a certain type. So our permission to feel may not have been given. You know, my my parents, um especially my dad would not give me would literally not give me permission to feel. There were times that my dad would actually tell me to laugh. There were times that my spiritual mentor would tell me to laugh. There were times where he would literally tell me to do that. And we they that's what they knew. And it hurt. It hurts. And it's scary sometimes to be that honest, that open, that vulnerable. But it's in our vulnerabilities that when I allow Jesus to be in my life, in my vulnerability, that I'm allowing what he does to heal me, 
to where when I speak, I truly am speaking from a place of acknowledged healing and a place of acceptance of all of my experiences. So we get this opportunity and I'm giving us all this opportunity to be. To not have to be what we think we have to be. To not have to be what we were told we have to be. To not have to be the funny kid. To not have to be the angry one. To not have to be whomever it is that you were told that you had to be. To not have to be the smart one. To not have to prove yourself. To literally do more than exist in this world. You were given permission to live. You're given permission to love. You're given permission to allow and honor your hurt. You're given permission to forgive. You're given permission to release. You're given permission to let go. And you're given permission for it to take the time that it needs to take. There's one thing that I believe that no spiritual mentor, physical mentor, or mentor of any kind can teach you. And that's how to be yourself. That's a journey between you and God. And nobody can change that. So. I wanted to be a vessel to share that encouragement with everybody because that's me right now. Accepting. Breathing. Being. Integrating. One step at a time. I want to thank you guys for always taking the chance to listen in. And anybody be on the line right now, I'm going to just tell you. God, I thank everybody on the line that anyone that is listening right now to this show that you got that you get the chance to be in their lives and to let them be the authentic person that you created them to be when that means feel and that you've already given them permission to let go to exist to allow to be just as you were in the name of Jesus Amen. All right, I love y'all. Appreciate y'all for coming. And just as I told you before, whomever it is in the sound of my voice, you got the juice, you got the mojo, and guess what? You do have the magic. Because there's a magic in being authentic. So it's definitely in you. One step at a time, y'all. I love y'all very much. We'll talk soon. Peace.